protein phase separation and determinants of in-cell crystallization, Celestine Mudugo, Christian Betzel and others. From University of Hamburg, Hamburg, Germany, Wiley, 2019. Abstract. Liquid-liquid phase separation, LLPS, in cells is known as a complex physiochemical process causing the formation of membrane-less organelles, MLO. Cells have well-defined different membrane-surrounded organelles, like mitochondria, endoplasmic reticulum, lysosomes, perixosomes, etc. However, on demand, they can create MLOs as stressed granules, nucleoli and pea bodies to cover vital functions and regulatory activities. However, the mechanism of intracellular molecule assembly into functional compartments within a living cell remains, till now, not fully understood. In vitro and in vivo investigations unveiled the MLOs emerge after preceding liquid-liquid, liquid-gel, liquid-semi-crystalline and liquid-crystalline phase separations. Liquid-liquid and liquid-gel MLOs form the majority of cellular phase separation events, while the occurrence of micro-sized crystals in cells was only rarely observed however, can be considered as a result of a preceding protein phase separation event. In vivo, also known and termed as in crystals, are reported since 1853. In some cases, they have been linked to vital cellular functions, such as storage and detoxification. However, the occurrence of in crystals is also associated to disease like cataract, hemoglobin C diseases, etc. Therefore, better knowledge about the involved molecular processes will support drug discovery investigations to cure diseases related to incellular crystallization. We summarize physical and chemical determinants known today required for phase separationization and formation and incellular crystal growth. In recent years, it has been demonstrated that LLPS plays a crucial role in cell compartmentalization and formation of MLOs. Here we discuss potential mechanisms and potential crowding agents involved in protein phase separation and in cell crystallization. Introduction In context of liquid-liquid phase separation, LLPS biomolecules into liquid condensates in cells occasionally protein crystals were observed. The observation of crystals in living cells reported in the literature as in cellular or in vivo crystals is known for decades and was repeatedly described as a natural phenomenon. Examples are crystals of storage proteins in seeds. Insulin crystals within secretory granules solid-state catalysis, biocrystallization of the DNA-binding protein DPS and DNA as a response to cellular damage and stress, or beta-hematin crystals produced as a detoxification strategy by malaria parasites. Although in cellular crystallization 
still is a new exciting area in cell biology. Many natively crystallizing proteins in living cells first function as storage such as vitellin yolk protein crystals from bullfrog oocytes, from leopard frogs, from A. aegypti oocytes, libovitellin from bonai fish oocytes, adistin from hemp plants, tobacco seed protein and CRY protein in B. thuringiensis, trichosist matrix protein in paramecium and food milk protein in Diplotera punctata. Secondly, crystals can function as rigid encapsulation such as spheroidin from B. mori. Further functions are compartmentalization such as reported for intracellular polyhedropodes in various bacteria, for example T. neopolitanus, and solid state catalysts as reported for the urate oxidase from R. virgicus, alcohol oxidase from H. polymorpha and catalase from sunflower. Moreover, crystal's occurrence is related to wound sealing in case of Hicks 1 from Neurospora crassa. Fungal crystals seal the septal core and P. protein from V. faber. Those above mentioned natively occurring crystals have been detected either by powder diffraction or electron microscopy. In cerro, in vivo crystallization and crystalline matter in cells have been observed. However, the individual precise function remains widely speculative. It may be harmless or harmful and even useful like storage of proteins of peptides or removal of toxins. Further enserocrystallization has also been associated with several diseases like cataract, hemoglobin C diseases, formation of Carcot Leiden crystals CLC, Reinke's crystals or mitochondrial myopathies, and more recently enserocrystallization was observed as a result of heterologous overexpression of genes in cell lines of bacteria, insect cells, yeast. CHO, Chinese hamster ovary, and HEK, human embryonic kidney, cells. Mostly these protein crystals were located in different organelles, mitochondria, peritosomes, lysosomes, and endoplasmic reticulum, as shown in Table 1, but sometimes also within the cytosol, or even in the nucleus, as shown in Figure 1 and Table 1. In the context of human diseases called crystallopathies, it has been demonstrated that galactin 10 is the major component of CLCs, which plays an essential role in the pathogenicity of several diseases. A recent study solved the galactin 10 structure using CLC from patients with rhinosinutus and asthma. Further CLC bind and are dissolved by antibodies. This opens new avenues to explore disease-related in vivo crystals as drug target. Incellular protein crystallization has also gained attention as a new and alternative method to produce high amounts of micro and nano-sized crystals 
which can be used to determine the 3D structure of the crystallized protein using either high brilliant X-ray free electron laser or highly brilliant microfocused synchrotron radiation applying serial diffraction data collection. However, despite an increasing number of publications reporting in vivo crystallization, the physiochemical parameters required and the molecular mechanism of in vivo crystallization guiding crystallization in cells are up to date only poorly understood, considering that even conventional in vitro protein crystallization till now remains a challenge. In a first assumption, it seems reasonable to consider the process to be analogous to crystal formation in vitro, where purified protein at relatively high concentration is used in crystallization screening experiments. By mixing the protein solution with different precipitant agents, including salts or organic polymers, the phase diagram of crystallization is systematically screened to achieve supersaturation of the protein and to reach conditions required for nucleation. Additionally, parameters such as temperature, pH and others are typically optimized in in vitro protein crystallization experiments. However, the identification of in vitro protein crystal nucleation conditions is till now a trial and error process and mostly unpredictable. Therefore, today in vitro protein crystallization experiments are routinely performed by screening many conditions applying either vapor diffusion, dialysis, counter diffusion or batch crystallization techniques. During in vitro crystallization, a protein solution is brought to supersaturation to first induce liquid dense cluster LDC formation as a precursor followed by nucleation and further crystal growth, which thermodynamically is a second order transition. In this context, several in vitro investigations are focused to obtain insights about the LDC formation and nucleation pathways in order to understand protein crystallization in more detail. This data can in principle also support understanding of in vivo crystallization. Likewise, in vivo crystallization at first requires a high local concentration of the protein to render crystallization thermodynamically favorable. Therefore, Protein sorting into organelles with limited space seemed originally a prerequisite for in vivo crystallization. However, occurrence of in vivo crystals within the cytosol may also reflect preceding LLPS events. To reach the required protein supersaturation for nucleation crystal growth, phase separation is supported by crowding agents in the cell which promote attractive protein-protein interactions and act similar to precipitants in in vivo experiments. In vivo crystallization was observed in different cells and specific organelles. However, the in vivo nucleation mechanism and the molecular components like crowding agents essentially for phase separation and crystallization are still challenging to address experimentally. LLPS is a phenomenon denoting the, the mixing of structurally different molecules in aqueous solution 
above a certain concentration, considering a distinct physiochemical environment. LLPS is known to be the primary process underlying, for example, the formation of stress granules, the nucleus or pea bodies. Based on these observations, investigations are ongoing, trying to understand the molecular features, promoting and regulating the formation of membraneless organelles, MLO. For protein crystallographers, the concept that proteins or macromolecules can undergo phase separation is not a new phenomenon, as it's frequently observed during crystallization experiments. LDCs are densely assembled molecules in aqueous solution, appearing in context of LLPS, which can be considered as a mandatory precursor of a nucleation process preceding the in vitro protein crystallization process. As an example, lysozyme undergoes LLPS gelation and crystallization depending on certain conditions of temperature, precipitance and protein concentration. More recently, it was determined that oligomeric peptides can undergo LLPS when stimulated by lower temperature, crowding agents such as polyethylene glycol PEG or a pH sometimes close to the isoelectric points. Crowding agents are used for conventional protein crystallization but also used to investigate the formation of the nucleolus, protein stabilization and folding and formation of other MLOs in vitro. Further molecular crowding was also noticed to promote amyloid formation. Crowding agents such as PEGs, dextrans, and even low molecular compounds like trimethylamine and oxide TMAO have been used for in vitro investigations of LLPS. From these in vitro experiments, it can be concluded that LLPS is obviously the process that governs the formation of membrane-less compartments in cells, which can occur in all different cell organelles or in the cytosol. This assumption is supported by the fact that in vivo grown crystals were observed in different organelles, such as rough endoplasmic reticulum, RER, mitochondria, lysosome peroxisomes, and the nucleus. These facts led us to consider that LLPS might not only be linked to cell compartmentalization or disease-related protein aggregation, but may also be a prerequisite for in vivo crystallization. Cell organelles, liquid-liquid phase separation and in-cell protein phase states. Cell contains membrane-surrounding functional organelles like the nucleus, mitochondria, lysosome, endoplasmic reticulum, Golgi apparatus, peroxosomes, and MLOs, such as P-bodies, stressed granules, KL-bodies, nucleoli, etc. Organelles represent a specific environment that may differ in solvent content, pH, ionic strength, internal molecule distribution, and other characteristics to shape them specialized for defined cellular functions. Membrane-surrounded organelles 
have a well-defined membrane and communicate intensively by different signaling pathways in direct exchange of molecules via specific small vesicle carriers like COPI-coated vesicles or clathrin-coated vesicles that support cargo between organelles. In terms of biogenesis, many membranes around the organelles that are not formed de novo compared to MLOs, which appear to early mitosis. Organelles grow and divide and are distributed between cells during cell division. For example, the membrane of the RER expands during biosynthesis of secretory proteins and becomes part of the Golgi membrane via vesicular transport. From here, vesicles are released and by membrane fusion, either the plasma membrane or the lysosomal membrane may expand, depending on their protein cargo. The water content of membrane surrounded organelles is controlled by aquaporins and only to a negligible part by direct perfusion. In cellular MLOs are formed by LLPS. Their lack a lipid boundary can contain different types of biomolecules, have specific functions and ensure that distinct cell function occur in a spatial temporally controlled manner. However, our knowledge and understanding of the dynamic assembly, partitioning of molecules and reaction kinetics of MLOs and corresponding LLPS is still limited. Also, recent publications highlight the fact that protein complexes like ribonucleoproteins can be assembled via LLPS, a process involving the concentration of molecules in a combined liquid compartment that stably coexists with the surrounding liquid environment. A number of comparative and complementary in vivo and in vitro studies revealed the phase states of intracellular compartments can be liquid-liquid, liquid-gel, solid-gel, crystalline-solid, semi-crystalline or liquid-crystalline, depending on the surrounding physiochemical conditions on spatial ordering. Also, investigations unveiled the LLPS in vivo and in vitro can particularly involve intrinsically disordered proteins. IDPs regions. IDPs need to reach a critical local concentration to undergo LLPS. The presence of crowding molecules within cells potentiates the convergence of the so-called protein condensates to different transition states such as gel, liquid crystalline, crystalline solid, solid gel and even to amyloid fibers. Certainly, a more detailed understanding of the underlying control mechanism on a molecular level and about crowding agents is required to understand phase separation within cells. The already known physiochemical phenomena evaluated from in vitro experiments about LLPS are valuable to design and perform future experiments to obtain more insights about cellular LLPS in vivo crystals. For more than a century, it has been observed that protein crystallization occurs within living cells. 
In Table 1, we summarize selected examples of in vivo protein crystallization together with their intracellular location inside different organisms or cell systems. Further, we grouped them into naturally occurring crystals, like mitochondrial crystals, in hydra, and insect sperm, human disease-related crystals, cellulosis, carcotledon, and cataract, and crystals observed during heterologous expression, such as calcineurin, polyhedra, TBCATB, etc. Interestingly, most in vivo crystals have a needle-like shape, besides a few cubic rhomboids, hexagonal and bipyramidal morphologies, reported till now, and they are mainly located within the cytosol or inside membranes surrounded organelles, like the endoplasmic reticulum, mitochondria, lysosomes and peroxisomes. Details about in vivo crystallization and crystals observed in cerro are also reported by Doi and Poon, Tsutsenko and others, Scherher and others, and Hasegawa. Location of in vivo crystals in cells Davis and Pacetti and others reported about naturally formed crystalline or paracrystalline structures within mitochondria in hydrocells and insect sperm. The intramitochondrial crystals were interpreted as a result of cellular damage or storage material. The crowding agents supporting phase separation and crystal nucleation within the mitochondria are not yet known, but was recently described that sperm leucylaminopeptidates LAP are required for male fertility and that they are significant components mitochondrial paracrystalline material in Drosophila melanogaster sperm. Fenn and others described in vivo crystals of calcineurin a well-known heterodimeric CER-THR phosphatase composed of catalytic subunit CNA of 60 kilodalton and a regulatory subunit CNB of 19 kilodalton which crystallized by co-expressing the catalytic subunit CNA from Neurospora crassa North A and the human regulatory subunit CNA from human using the Bocolovirus expression system. Up to three crystal cells were identified in the cytosol applying transmission electron microscopy TEM. But Till now, no X-ray diffraction study has been reported. Cooliberry and others reported the first atomic structure of cytosolic intracellular cypovirus polyhedral crystals grown in and purified from SF21 insect cells. Schoenherr and others analyzed the in vivo protein crystallization of firefly luciferase and GFP tagged to rheovirus microNS, GFP microNS, applying the SF9 insect cell system. They demonstrated the growth of in vivo crystals is a highly dynamic process and that these crystals were located either inside of peroxisomes or within the cytosol, respectively. 
So far, characterization of firefly luciferase using scanning electron microscopy, SEM, and GFP microNS using X-ray powder diffraction studies have been reported. Tsutsui and others reported expression of an X-pay coral protein in HEC-293 cells, where crystals were encapsulated by autophagosome, lysosomal membranes, although some crystal-like structures were also found in the nucleus. The authors described the selective autophagy engulfs the crystals into a cargo within the cells. Baskanaran and others described in vivo crystallization and X-ray structure analysis of human PAC-4 in complex with its inhibitor INCA-1. PAC-4 INCA-1 in vivo crystals grew in the nucleus and cytosol of human cells respectively. The crystal structure refined to 2.8 Armstrong resolution revealed details about the PAC-4 catalytic domain which binds cellular ATP and the INCA-1 inhibitor. Also, the authors described that the hexagonal array of PAC4-CAT subunits can in principle accommodate a variety of other medium or low molecular weight proteins when fused either to the full-length PAC4 or fragments of INCA-1, highlighting that PAC4 can act as a molecular flask and chaperon supporting in vivo crystallization of small proteins and facilitating X-ray analysis. To date, it remains challenging to investigate the cell-phase separation phenomena on a molecular level. Therefore, several investigations on LLPS and biomolecular condensates are currently performed, applying well-defined in vitro systems using selected proteins and distinct crowding agents. Synthetic macromolecular crowders such as PEG, dextran or FICOL are mainly used to investigate the single or synergy effects to induce or enhance LLPS in vitro. The self-assembling of proteins such as FUS-TDP43, alpha-synchroine, tau, a beta and the huntingtin into insoluble fibers that can even further aggregate under investigations for some years, also in context to identify crowding agents initiating or supporting the molecular assembly. In Table 2, we summarize information about crowding agents in use for in vitro LLPS assays. Low molecular weight nucleotides such as ATP, which is not only acting as an energy source in cells, was recognized to prevent aggregation to amyloid fibers of FUS. However, also can dissolve LLPS droplets in amyloid fibers. Frankel and others demonstrated and characterized coalcivates formation in vitro upon mixing the polycation polyaliamine PAH 15 kilodalton with adenosine 5' mono D and triphosphate. The observed coercivate droplets were stable of a wide range of pH values and magnesium chloride concentrations. LLPS 
is also thought to explain the appearance of polyelectrolyte rich intracellular droplets in the cytoplasm and nucleoplasm of extant biological cells and in discussed to be one relevant factor in protocellular compartmentalization of nucleic acids and nucleotides in early stages during the origin of life. Nucleotides are typically available in high micromolar or even millimolar quantities in cells, which also qualifies mono- and oligonucleotides to be potential crowding agents. Oligoribonucleotides are also highly abundant as regulatory non-coding RNAs, tRNA, rRNA, microRNA, tmRNA, and can be grouped as polyanions that maintain some chemical similarity as compared to monoribonucleotides. Besides a mostly defined secondary structure, the conformation flexibility of RNAs is supporting diverse regulatory protein RNA interactions and formation of disordered coacervates and MLOs by electrostatic interactions. These interactions are typically enhanced by bivalent cations, like magnesium, and are stable over a wide range of physiological pH values. Hence, RNAs, especially RNAs related to ribosomal translation machinery, may stabilize and or surround a homogeneous protein phase separation state. Furthermore, RNAs were already identified to be involved in LLPS in vitro. Compared to nucleic acids, the structural diversity of proteins in cells is much higher and many site-specific proteins are available in different quantities in different cellular organelles. Individual proteins were shown to initiate fiber and amyloid formation the surface properties or catalytic activities of a protein may be required to support LLPS formation. This might be either directly or by regulating the water content, the pH value or the abundance of another crowding agent in close proximity. The involvement of proteins in such a process was initially discussed by Hasevagawa. Further experiment studies in the field, for example, to identify differences in the proteome during crystal formation, remain to be performed. Small molecules with diverse chemical and structure properties are known to influence, enhance or reduce the stability of protein molecules. Resulting changes of the tertiary structure of a protein can trigger and essentially influence non-covalent protein-protein interactions to initiate LLPS and even crystalline lattice order. Thereby, these molecules might also act as in-cellular crowding agents and may be considered as a precipitant agent for in vitro protein crystallization. Typically, those compounds are called osmolids, acting as molecular chaperones. This group of structurally diverse molecules includes sugars, amines like betaine, urea, and peptides. Proteau and others reviewed that metabolic enzymes can even be regulated through phase separation, which could further regulate the availability of metabolites, acting as crowding agents. Overall, next to other reasons, 
like local stress response, pH value or local water content, the availability of certain metabolites most probably influences the location that is suitable to initiate clustering of a protein within a cell. Conclusion Based on the current status of literature and our investigations about in vivo protein crystallization via autologous expression, we conclude that four requirements need to be fulfilled for intracellular protein crystallization. First, the target protein should be overexpressed under control of a strong promoter to ensure a high translation rate. Second, the protein should accumulate via phase separation and formation of liquid-dense protein clusters within cells. Third, UPR, unfolded protein response, should be avoided as transcriptional regulators inhibit proteins biosynthesis of the target gene in the cell expression system. Fourth, and most important, specific crowding agents such as short nucleotides, RNAs or distinct cellular proteins must be present to support phase separation in context of other factors like intracellular pH or PTMs, inducing or enhancing nucleation. Experimental investigations need to be continued to identify and characterize molecular crowding agents as a better knowledge about the function holds a significant potential to promote new research directions and to open new avenues to a better understanding of in vivo protein phase separation and crystallination. Finally, in vivo protein crystallization needs to be systematically explored further to obtain crystals for serial diffraction data collection and in parallel in terms of drug discovery investigations to prevent diseases related to incellular protein crystallization. Thank you for listening. As always, if you have an article you would like to listen to, just drop me an email info.pub.reading at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter.